6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine for teens by teens, which discusses the latest fashion, entertainment, trends, financial literacy, bullying, school, sex trafficking, the health and wellness of teens and young adults, and so much more. Join Teen Brothers founders Christian and DeCorey Robinson and so many other young adults that are defying the odds by subscribing to the online and paperback magazine and listen to Defiant One's Teen Podcast on all podcast platforms today. For more information, go to www.defiantonesmag.com. Once again, that's defiantonesmag.com. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, and you are on Transparency Podcast. It is a pleasure to be here today. The sun is shining, we're breathing, and I'm just happy to be alive. My condolences go out to everybody that is affected by the coronavirus and everything. While you have this time at home, make sure that you are elevating your mind. Be creative. There's a lot of things that you can do, as well as getting closer to your family and your friends and everything. In the meantime, while you are at home and you have the time, make sure that you read my book, Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. I am an Amazon best-selling author, and uh, you know, I'm super proud of that. But without further ado, I would like to bring on someone who's actually, I've known for a long time, I think was after 13, 14 years old, friend of the family. I don't even know if I should call him uncle or cousin. I don't know, but He's a friend of my whole family. <laughs> He's known me like literally all my life. And he is doing some amazing things down in Florida. So without further ado, I would like to bring on Mr. Desmond Mead. Hey, Desmond. Hey, brother, how you doing? You know, I'm doing real good. You're looking all presidential back there. <laughs> uh, thank you. you. In the introduction, you was, you was taking me way back, right? And I'm thinking about NOLT and... <laughs> Oh my God, crazy days. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel old. Yeah, that, that, when I just said it, it made me feel old too. I'm like, man, because it, it was at least like, I was like 13 or 14 when I first met you, yeah. which is and crazy. Long then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. back in the day, Desmond uh, was a bodyguard. That's how I first met him. He was a bodyguard for a lot of major people and he was a bodyguard for me. And I mean, he's, yes. he's, been, he's been in the industry for a long time. But since then, he is also the president and executive director of Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, the FRCC. 
He's been recognized by Time as one of the 100 most influential people in the world for 2019 by Times Magazine. Crazy. Guest columnists for the Huffington Post. There's so many accolades that this man has, but the biggest one for me is that he is my friend. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Desmond? Yeah, you know, and I'm glad that you talked about your book, Fair Failure, right? Because, I mean, that kind of like fits my story like so much because there was like so much I had to overcome to even get to where I'm at right now. You know, uh, you know, back in the, you know, thinking back to those days when I used to uh, bodyguard and, and what I went through between then and now is like, man, I, I need to put a book out there myself. <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, um, while I was bodyguarding, I ended up, you know, diving into drugs a lot and, and that really, I took a downward spiral, uh, ended up becoming homeless, um, uh, in and out of jails. Um, and eventually like in August of 2005, uh, I found myself standing in front of railroad tracks in, in Miami waiting on a train to come so I could jump in front of it in my life, you know. That day that I was standing there, I was I was homeless, I was recently released from prison, I was hooked on crack cocaine, uh, didn't have a job, the only thing I owned was clothes on my back, and I was I was ready to check out. And the only thing I could be I was thinking of when I was standing in front of that uh, railroad track was how much pain I was gonna feel when I jumped in front of that train. Um, but by the grace of God that train for somebody who did not come that day. And I ended up crossing those tracks and uh, checked myself into drug treatment. Uh, after completing drug treatment, I moved to a homeless shelter. And then while living there, I, I wanted to do something so I don't have to use drugs again or relapse. And I decided that, that maybe if I get an education, that would help, you know, raise my self-esteem. Uh, the way I won't use drugs again. And I uh, did real well in, in school. Um, end up uh, graduated at the top of my class for my associate's degree in paralegal studies. And um, I pursued a bachelor's degree in public safety management with a concentration in criminal justice. And I picked that because I had so much experience getting arrested and appearing before judges and going to uh, jail and prison. I figured that that experience was gonna help me out in the classroom and it did. And I ended up uh, graduating with highest honors and eventually I got accepted into law school, and in May of 2014, I graduated with a law degree from uh, Florida International University College of Law. And in that process, though, um, I had committed myself to really giving back to my community, to being an advocate. Um, and one of the areas where I landed firmly in uh, was advocating for people with felony convictions. And that advocacy work uh, led me to become the president and executive director of Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. But most importantly, what it, it did was it led me down a journey where we were able to, um, I was inspired to launch a, a constitutional amendment initiative in Florida. Uh, and in um, November of 2018, we successfully passed a constitutional amendment that allowed over 1.4 million people in Florida with felony convictions uh, to get the right to vote back. Taking a pause for the calls, this is your girl, Buddy B. Rocka, Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Desmond Champion with Relaxation.
know it's been a long day You've been stressing, you've been working real But at this moment I'm asking for your blessings To soothe your mind, relax your nerves You deserve it to woman know your worth I know it's been crazy thus far So let me be that gentle whisper all up in your ear That sit back, let me relax you when you just want to chill That calm you down when you don't want nobody around here I understand You wanna feel good You wanna feel right, yes, yes Yes, this is for you It's about you right now It only get better as I go on So, no need for you to say anything Permission was granted as soon as you let me in Sweet soft melodies and rhythm Flowing from my heart into your bosom No All up in your ear That sit back, let me relax you And you just want to chill That calm you down When you don't want nobody around here You wanna feel good You wanna feel right Yes, yes, this is for you Are you tired of cosmetics that use questionable ingredients? 
Maybe you're looking for a cosmetic brand that actually works and uses ingredients and practices you can trust. Carmela's Cosmetics is here to save the day. We are focused on delivering a complete lineup of proven solutions that are vegan friendly, hyperallergenic, gluten free, cruelty free, and paraben free. This means that you can have complete peace of mind knowing you are safe, protected, and using a cosmetic that align with your values. But Caramelis Cosmetics offers much more than the above. These are cosmetics that will help you look and feel your best. Our products are focused on delivering incredible quality, smudge-proof properties, and long-lasting results. This is why every product is manufactured in Canada or in the USA. Here at Caramelis Cosmetics, your needs will always be met. Enjoy quality products and eco-friendly solutions today. Explore our full site to see what's missing from your collection. Visit www.caramelliscosmetics.com. So there were so many obstacles and uh, uh, different uh, variations of adversities that I had to face. And and just like your book said, I, I mean, I had to make that decision. I had to choose whether to let those obstacles or what seemed to be impossible or what seemed to be insurmountable cause me to step back in and, and, and fear or do I overcome the, you know, the feelings of uncertainty and anxiety and press forward knowing that, you know, I was headed in the right direction or I was doing the right thing and doing the will of God. And so I, I, I learned early on how to overcome those fears and not let fear be a, a hindrance, but rather a, a, a motivation or a source of energy to actually dive into the work that I, that I do. And so far, it's been very successful. You know what's so crazy? While you was just saying it, I remember when I came down there like a couple years ago and we was going to barbecue spot and everything. This is when you was giving all the votes to make it pass. And your phone yeah. kept ringing. I had never seen you in action before. And you had everybody kept coming over to you. Every place you went, everybody knew you. Everybody knew you and you got so many votes and and that was the actual bill that you got passed. And that's like, wow, I mean, just to see it behind the scenes and all of the hard work that you guys were doing. I mean, everybody in your family was on board. Like, I, I know. I mean, like <laughs> listen, we, listen, we had to collect over a million petitions. And I'm gonna tell you something, right? Uh, uh, ballot initiatives, uh, particularly in Florida, which is the most difficult state to pass, a ballot initiative is extremely expensive. You need right. millions upon millions of dollars. And when we started, we didn't have nothing. And so that meant that I was left to run a, a whole statewide initiative out the trunk of my car and in the living room of my uh, mother-in-law's house, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, everybody that stand for the kids. I mean, kids was bucking, you know. It was like, nah, we want to do that. But today, they appreciate that because they know that they were part of something that is historic. I mean, people today are saying that what we were able to accomplish in Florida was the biggest civil rights victory since uh, the Voting Rights Act was passed. And that's huge. Yeah. You know, uh, um, we actually uh, uh, enfranchised uh, uh, the largest amount of people since women got the right to vote, right? Um, and so to, for my kids to know that they were part of that right. now, they really appreciate that. Uh, but back then, I tell you, it was pure hell. 
because, and, and, and it was, it came at a cost too, you know, because I couldn't be at all of the things that my kids were involved in. Right. I'm driving around the state of Florida trying to get those petitions signed. Yeah, you get a million of them. Um, and then working with volunteers uh, on grassroots level. Uh, but eventually uh, we got it done and we, we got enough petitions to get it on the ballot. And then uh, we were able to get enough support with Florida voters to actually pass it. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that- And you can ask me, listen, buddy, you can ask me anything. Right. It's your show. You want to ask anything you want. All right. Do you think that your past might have helped influence some of the people to sign up and to, you know, get on the ballot oh, yeah. and, and everything because you oh, had an issue. Yeah. You knew what they felt, you know, knew what they was going through? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and that's a great question, buddy, because, you know, let me, let me just step back for a second because a lot of times, and, and some of your viewers and listeners, you know, I guarantee you have something in their past, right? Yeah that they've done something that they may not have been proud of. Some might have even went to prison. Some of them might have been arrested. Some of them may have some bad reputation in some form of fashion, right? And, you know, and at some point in your life, you have to choose whether or not you're gonna let your past be a, a, a hindrance or a stumbling block, or you're gonna take those things, like Lauren Hill used to say, take a negative and turn it into a positive, right? And, and, and it is so easy, believe it or not, it is not difficult at all. It is so easy to take the negative things in our lives, our past, right? The things that we maybe have been ashamed of or, or, or have discouraged us. It's so easy to take those very same things and, and, and turn those into a pedestal in which we can stand, see? Because the very same things that used to cause me to walk around with my head down in shame were the very same things that enabled me to not only pass Amendment 4, but to end up becoming kind, I mean, listen, Time Magazine 100 most influential uh, person in the world. You know, I remember when I when I got when I got notified of that, I turned to my wife, I'm like, they talking about the country? And she said, nah, baby, they said the world. Yeah. And the only thing I could respond was that, man, there are more than 100 countries in the world, right? And, and, and I kind of got kind of upset at time because they put the rock on that on the cover of that edition. I was like, man, they should have put me on there because not because I wanted any self glorification, but I felt putting someone like me on that cover of Time Magazine would send a message to everyone that you don't have to be a movie star, right. you don't have to be a rock star, you don't have you know what I'm saying you don't have to be a celebrity or an athlete to actually influence you know the world, influence your community. Right, you and, and someone like me who had a past, you know, that was what propelled me to that spot. And so, yeah, my past was very helpful. Um, it because it, it, it brought a level of authenticity right. to the conversation because we all have gone through something, and real recognizes real. And yeah. so, if you've never gone through something and you try to talk to somebody that have, you know, it might not be a strong connection there, but. For someone who has walked a mile in someone's shoes and understand that the struggles and the pains and the, and the disappointments and, and the hurts, you know, when you know that someone understands that and, and can empathize with you, there's a stronger connection. I definitely agree. So I, I was looking at the different categories that they had, and they had you in the iconic category with Michelle Obama, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift. I said, what? Yeah. 
mean, like I know I had Michelle on one side, <laughs> and I had uh, uh, Lady Gaga. Man, listen, that was big come true. Man. I mean, <laughs> Desmond, you you on stage, yeah. you on stage with people that I'm, I've been trying to perform for. You. Like I'm like, whoa, this is so mega, mega, you know. Taking a pause for the cause, it's your girl, Buddy B. Rock, a Transparency Talks podcast. You've heard her on America's Got Talent when Heidi Klum's gave her the golden buzzer. This is Christina Ray with Unconditional. True love is never exactly what you thought it would be. Oh no.
every night. It's been a while since it, it, the last. I think the last one I wrote for Huffington Post was right after the uh, Trayvon Martin incident, and uh, and that that was really talking about you know the racism that that United States have to deal with and how it relates to uh, uh, especially people of color uh, and the criminal justice system, right? Um, and, and and so I wrote a, a nice little piece on that that got some play on, you know, across the country. Mm -hmm. But since then, I haven't written anything. Yeah. Been too busy working. I saw you firsthand. I've never seen you that busy. Your phone kept ringing. I'm, I'm surprised we even had a chance to really eat the dog on barbecue, but it was so good. I know, right? <laughs> so good. So question for you. So how long were you homeless? Really take us Yeah. Through. Well, let me tell you, um, that was, um, so I was homeless for about like nine years, under nine years. Wow. Um, and I remember when I first became homeless was uh, in, I believe it was about 1995 or 96, I believe. And my mother had passed away. Mm -hmm. And I don't, know, I don't know if you ever met my mom before. I don't think I met your mom. I don't think I met her. Okay, well, anyway, she was living in Miami. She passed away, and, and, and my mom like, was very, very close to me. And, and I, I really couldn't handle it, man. And, and, you know, I was already using drugs, but when she passed away, I really dove, like, head first into the drugs and stuff. And um, within six months after she passed away, I lost the house, and I became homeless. Um, and just living on the streets, basically, um, finding shelter wherever I could find it, you know, and in my last days, you know, I remember the, the night before I stood in front of the railroad tracks, I slept on a bench. I was sleeping hmm. on a bus bench, Wow. You know, and I remember, you know, when I was standing in front of those tracks, one of the thoughts that came to me was that my, I know that my mom didn't, she didn't raise me to be in that position that I was in that. Yeah, I was, and I can remember when you when you out there. I can speak for me out there homeless, and and you worried about whether or not your high school friends or your friends or family going to see you out there, especially when you looked on on dope and all that, you know. And so you ain't trying to hang around them too much and stuff. Right. And, and and you out there basically living. I was living like an animal, to be honest with you. You know, uh, I bathed whenever I could. It wasn't every day, you know. Um, and sometimes I'll find an abandoned house and get me a bucket and, and steal somebody's water or something like that and try to wash up a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I was, I was living like an animal. And that was not how I was supposed to live. Right. Um, I look back on, on, on those experiences and, you know, surprisingly, I really don't regret it because going through those things, man, because I remember, you know, when, uh, when, especially when I was bodyguarding or whatever, you know, uh, when I was in the military or whatever, and then you drive by you know, through a community and you see a crackhead and you want to, you know, you know, make jokes, think of that crackhead, and whenever we want to insult somebody, we call him a crackhead, and we'll drive right by that, you know. Uh, and to never knowing that, so many of us, is a paycheck or two away from being homeless. And so that experience really uh, 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 brought me back down to reality and understand that, man, those people that are homeless, those people that's out there on the street, whether they're hooked on drugs or whatever, 
that they're human beings, that they're somebody's son, they're somebody's daughter, right. they're somebody's mother and father, you know, and, and you know, instead of just looking down and despising them, you know, we ought to have some empathy because I can tell you right now, if I was driving by looking at me back in the days, I'd be like making cracking jokes. Look at that crackhead. And in my head, I'm like, man, that, that dude would never amount to anything, right? But look at me now. That same crackhead that was homeless on the street is uh, one, one of the 100 most influential people in the world, right? And so that experience really taught me, man, that we really do have to uh, be aware, man, of, of what's going on in our communities and really do what we can to help people who are down and out, who are the most vulnerable, you know what I'm saying, even some of the most despised in our communities, that we got to lift them up and we got to empower them because, you know, you've heard a chain is only as strong as this weakest link, right? And so if we to become stronger as a community, as a neighborhood, that means we need to empower those that's weakest in Taking a pause for the cause, it's your girl Butter B Rocker Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, tell the DJ to turn it up, turn it up. This is my single, Strange Love, featuring Homer Mack.
Subscribe today at YourBestLifestyles.com, a prescription for better health through an active lifestyle. This podcast highlights lifestyle-related diseases and chronic conditions that can stop or slow activities of daily living. Everything from human movement and performance, nutrient, joint pain, back pain, pre- and post-rehabilitation strategies, posture, flexibility, and more. Whether you're a competitive athlete or not, handicapped or disabled, we will highlight the benefits of great health and wellness with some of the top medical doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, athletic trainers, dietitians, nutritionists, and other expert clinical professionals in their field to promote and advocate that everyone have a better quality of life. Subscribe today at YourBestLifestyles.com. Once again, that's YourBestLifestyles.com. Nonprofit called Artists Rock the Mic, where we throw different concerts for college homeless students. And I took my boys and my niece, we, we made food and we went out on the streets to go help feed the homeless and everything. And it was a very humbling experience for them because, you know, they, they're at home and they have no clue, you know, how it really is sometimes for a lot of different people. And what, what they found out was that, like you just mentioned, some people are paychecks away. Me as a singer, I'm paychecks away. I injured myself recently, well, a year ago, and had knee surgery and dislocated my shoulder, torn meniscus, torn ACL. And to go from, I've been touring all over the world since 2007 full time. To go from tour, 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 to all of a sudden you don't have nothing and you can't perform and that's your only source of income. It was like, okay, yeah, this is serious because at any moment, had I not had help from somebody else, I would have been either having to go back to live with my mom, I absolutely would have lost my house, and me and my kids, I ain't gonna say we would have been homeless, because I mean, I would like to hope and think that my mom and my sister, I, I had a place to stay, but <laughs> my point is, you just never know when you yeah. talk to people what their situation is. My organization, yeah. we work with college homeless students that people don't even know. Mm -hmm. Like at Kennesaw State, they have over 1,500 students that was there that was homeless. They had academic scholarships and athletic wow. scholarships, but it didn't pay their room and board. And people were sleeping in their cars, so they was couch hopping. And like, I, I didn't even have a clue until I was approached by a lady telling me that she was homeless. Cause she didn't even look homeless, you know, I didn't know. But what does homeless look like? Everybody, everybody that's homeless isn't necessarily, you know, uh, haven't had a bath and all that type of stuff. There's so yeah. many different yeah. to yeah. homelessness, you know what I mean? So appreciate and you, it. You would, have been, you would have been classified as homeless even if you went back to your mom's house. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Because absolutely. You, you you don't have you didn't have your own place that you're paying rent, and so yeah, yeah. you know it's just through the uh, 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 graciousness of your mom or even a friend, you know another family member that may extend a couch or even a, a room to you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean at the end of the day, you you basically you're technically uh, a homeless. But yeah, but I watch you. Uh, power through that that injury, man. And I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm really proud of how you just, and, and you were chronicalizing that, you know, on, on Facebook, you know. And it, it took a lot of courage, man, to really just fight through all of that pain and discomfort and and, and just knowing that you kept your eyes on the prize. And so I'm, I'm proud of what you've done. 
Thank you. Know, you. You're back in the saddle now, right? Yeah, I'm back in the saddle and then the coronavirus hits. So it's like, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was real tough for me as well because like, honestly, I went from, that's my only source of income to now that you don't have that, I really had to figure out some more hustles. So the book came out. I've always wanted to write a book. Who knew that my book was going to go bestseller in seven hours? I, I couldn't have made it's that up. Seven hours? Yeah, yeah. It went, wow, yeah. all right. Yeah, man, I mean, it shocked me too. <laughs> so, um, it made just so many things, but I, what, what it taught me was that I'm more than just music and I had to dive in and figure out who Butter was. And so, you know, I'm doing so many other things because I have so much more inside of me, but it wouldn't have, it wasn't until I had that pressure and, and was kind of like down to yeah. nothing that you had to rise above that and figure out, okay, what's up? Let me figure yep. this out. So, but that's that thing about fighting through your fear, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you could either succumb to your adversity or you fight through that fear and go through it. And guess what? You discover an even better you when you go yeah. through that adversity. Yeah. And so I think that, that's what you've experienced, you know? Yeah. So we both we both doing some things right now, which is cool. It's yeah. really cool that when, when you did get to your lowest point, you checked yourself in to get some help and then you did like me because when I was going through my divorce, which was at my lowest point, I was going through my divorce and I went back to school mm -hmm. and, and I became the first black president of the Golden Key International Society and you went back to school and became a, a, a lawyer and top of your class, right? Wow, yeah, it's yeah, look, okay. <laughs> it's What's that Golden Key is like with five days and Kappa? It, like that. it. All I know is that they take the top five percent of students in from all over the world. They got a couple. Yeah, of yeah. I, I got that too. Yeah. I know you smart. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I've been surprising myself. A, uh, I mean, I know I'm smart, um, but I don't even know how I became the doggone president. And then to find out that I was the first black president was like, okay, that's even more. I'm wow. Sorry. Yeah, it was cool because like, I taught my kids, I was traveling a lot overseas, and I, so I had to do my classes on, on, on the computer and stuff, and to show them that even when I'm overseas, time difference, time zones, you know, all this crazy stuff, um, I'm still able to maintain my grades, so now they can't come with no excuses, ever, <laughs> ever, you know, because if I can do it, you absolutely can do yeah. it. And that was one of the key things that I was trying to do even as far as my my injury and everything, it was like, okay, yeah, guys, I fell. And, and you know, this is, you know, of course, this is a hard blow, but let me show y'all that if I can get up and every step I took, you know, I wasn't just taking it for myself. I was taking it for other people because yeah. my knee is messed up and your knee is messed yeah. up and I'm showing you that I can do it and that means you can do it. So that was like my attitude with everything. Okay. You know, you just hit the nail on the head. You know, and I, I, I was thinking about that, you know, probably when I was graduating and I had all these different honors. You know, at some point you realize, man, that especially when you're genuine, that the things that we do is not for ourselves, right? It's not just for ourselves. The things that we do uh, creates a source of inspiration for other folks, right? And, and, and so I feel you when you say that, man, because it is so real with me. You know, no matter what kind of awards I get or recognition, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I maintain my humility, right? And I maintain it by understanding that those awards 
is less for me and more for other people so that they know that man, if Desmond can do it, right. I can do it, right? Right. right. Yup. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. That's super cool, man. Yeah, that's you got, you got me all extra inspired right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Inspire yeah. each other, man. Yeah. You, know, you know, when we, here's the thing, right? I could, you know, uh, accomplish so much, but if people around me is not accomplishing things, then who do I enjoy that with? You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But when you when you focus on empowering people that surround you, you know, and, and, and lifting other folks up, man, it becomes a much more beautiful environment, much more beautiful and more powerful community of folks, man, mm -hmm. that, you know, everybody's eating. And that's what we want. We want I don't want to be the only one eating. Right. Everybody eating. Yeah. Taking another pause for the cause. This is your girl, Butter B. Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Erica Dawson with Deserving. Lately, I had to call back. Lost myself at first, it was all bad. Finally, escaped from a dark past. All that hurt and pain was holding me back. Ooh, all these different phases. So many trials and tribulations. Oh, broken in different places In a different space No more work Cause I So deserve I wanna take a chance on love So deserve it. My past won't mess this up I need somebody to love me I'm so ready to go there I wanna take a chance on love I was feeling so lonely And love is the thing that's gonna fix it My past won't mess this up Ooh, I'm so safe and protected a different pattern i'm ready for my best friend authentic love don't want a second guess it i thought hope you're ready to catch me all these different phases so many trials and tribulations oh broken in different places in a different space no more work cause i Got me here. I have flaws, but won't mess this up. And if I'm broken, fix me up. Ooh, my loyalty is gonna keep us up. Unconditional is the way I love. If you're really ready, I will open up. I take a risk to experience love. There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks Podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, 
Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to ButterBeRocka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at ButterBeRocka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. So how are you dealing with the coronavirus pandemic? Man, let me tell you that. <laughs> that coronavirus is, is, is something else, man. I think, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of an uh, optimistic person. Uh, and so, I, like, even with the work that we do, I always say that, you know, when other people see obstacles, we see opportunities. Um, and, you know, I don't lose sight of the fact that this uh, a virus has had a, a detrimental impact uh, on, on our society and, and, right. and the countless amount of lives have been lost. But I also look at the fact that what it does, what this has also done is forced us to really reevaluate ourselves yeah. um, and, and really reconnect with our family, uh, um, to connect with ourselves and, 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 and really, uh, uh, I guess, have another conversation, whether it's internally or not, about our priorities, right. you know? Um, I, I remember reading the letter that, that uh, Bill Gates wrote uh, a couple of days ago where he talked about that one thing that this coronavirus did, to say that no matter how all of the plans you got in the world, no matter how much money you may have, no matter uh, how much power you think you have, this virus came and shut everything down, I mean, right? right. Let you know exactly how little you really are. You ain't all of that, you know, uh, and, and you're not invincible right. uh, um, or immune to um, of this stuff. And so it really, I think, allows us an opportunity to really get realigned with nature, get realigned with our priorities, and understanding the value of, of the human connection, the value of, of family, and how we can't not just overlook it in a hustle and bustle of life, you know, that we do need to make sure that we take some time to spend with our family because we don't know when we're going to be gone. Right. Um, and we all we got. And so um, that's a good thing that, that I got up out of that. But we've been maintaining, you know, fortunately, um, you know, I'm an executive director of an advocacy organization uh, and, and we have been able to uh, maintain all of our employees. I have over 35 employees and they're all getting, still getting paid, you know. Um, and, you know, we, we have a roof over our head, you know, right. and so we're, we're not experiencing some of the uh, uh, struggles or hardships that other people may be uh, experiencing, right. uh, but we're very conscious of that. And so our organization has pivoted slightly to make sure, especially, because well, right now, you know, we look at there's three vulnerable populations right now during coronavirus. Uh, the homeless population, right. uh, our senior citizens population, and people who are locked up, who are behind bars. You know, uh, um, uh, we're very concerned that, that prisons and jails could turn into morgues uh, very easily, you know, because viruses can spread real quickly in those type of conditions. 
And so we're, we're very much uh, conscious of our vulnerable populations and we're looking to see what kind of resources we can bring uh, to bear uh, to help prevent people from uh, contracting the virus uh, to eventually die. And so uh, we're engaging that as well as uh, we're still pushing forward with our uh, work around uh, people with felony convictions get having the right to vote. So I, I kind of feel in my spirit, and I don't know if this is true, but I feel like you're going to do more than just be the president and executive director for the FRCC. I kind of feel like you're about to step into like Senate, uh, you know, something. I feel like, is that is that is that down the pipeline for you? Hey, hey that 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 is that is a possibility. That is a possibility. Um, at the end of the day, what I serve, what I aim to do is serve. You know, um, I made that commitment uh, back in 2006 uh, that my life is going to be dedicated to doing everything I can to make the world a better place to Okay, so I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I want to know what would you tell your younger self, and is there anything that you would have changed, or are you cool? Because sometimes, you know, what you makes you who you are. So, what would you tell your younger self right now? Wow, wow, you know that 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 that's a a, 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 a tough question, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because everything that I've gone through in life, mm -hmm. right? actually helped to shape who I am today. Right. Right. And I'm pretty pleased with who I am today. <laughs> you know, if I were to if if but if I were to, if, to, to tell myself something at a younger age, it would probably be if I could about investing. You know, um I, I think that, you know, a lot of us are like believe in instant gratification. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't play the market like our counterparts do, right? And so I think that's one of the things that I would probably tell my younger self. And then, um, you know, I mean, you would think that I would say, okay, don't use drugs and all that, but shoot, everybody was saying that anyhow, and I still use drugs. Uh, but it's, you know, my my experience with drugs is who shaped who I am today. and. I understand that, you know, uh, and it's not me being conceited or anything, mm -hmm. but just really understanding that when I, I could have been dead, I could have been in jail. Right. And so how I look at it is that God had chose me to take me through some things in order to prepare me to be of greater service to him. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that I don't want to change because, you know, I want to be one of God's chosen ones. I want to be his, his servant. I want to be his worker. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to do his work. And that means that I need to be willing to go through the things that I've gone through. Um, maybe, uh, you know, I would have been loving on my mother. Living, I love I love the heck out of my mom, you know, and, and, and I fight for my mom. And so right. maybe I would have told myself to do even more, you know, for my mom. Um, but other than that, you know, you know, life is what it is, and, and, and you gotta learn to just take the lemons that people throw at us, make lemonade, right? And, and, and right now, man, the lemonade stand is 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 is, is, is doing very well. That's <laughs> business as well, yeah. That's real cool. 
Well, um, we're going to sign off here, but thank you so much for being on Transparency Podcast. I appreciate you being so transparent because your story is going to help someone else, um, you know, along the way that has given up or doesn't know what they're going to do and everything. And what I'm hoping by this podcast is they see these different stories that I'm sharing from my friends and and family and everything, that it will encourage them um, to keep going and, and inspire them sometimes. Away. So thank you so much for being on Transparency Podcast. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to go buy that book and I hope you send me an autographed copy of it too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so tell everybody, um, do you want, um, do you have a website you want them to be on? Which, which, which oh, yeah, so definitely, most definitely, because I know that there's a strong connection between Florida and Georgia, right? And so uh, actually, Florida and a whole bunch of other states, but you know, if you got any kind of loved loved ones in Florida that's incarcerated or being caught up in the system, um, you got family and friends in Florida, definitely uh, connect with us on uh, um, on Facebook at Florida Rights Restore or on our website at www.floridarrc.com. Floridarrc.com. We're doing a lot of work in the state, trying to get people to write the vote back. Uh, getting them registered, getting them engaged, helping people pay off fines and fees. I mean, just a, a bunch of stuff that we're doing and you can get plugged in and see what we're doing and see how you could uh, uh, volunteer, donate, be a part of this movement. All right, and there you have it, everybody. So we're going to okay. talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast. I'm going to leave you with one of my songs. This is Thousand Miles.
Thanks again to our sponsors at Carmela's Cosmetics. Visit them today at carmelascosmetics.com. Once again, that's carmelascosmetics.com.